everybody, you're listening to the Rock Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with um, adult content. So if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rock bondage. Rock bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our Fat Life page, Rock Podcast. I'm Fox, and I'm a rigger, and she is Maya, and she is the bottomiest of bottoms. And we do rope together, and we've been doing rope for what, Maya, now? Three years? Three and a bit years, yeah. From our beautiful city of Bangkok, Thailand. Yep, and today we have a rope focus episode, and we're going to focus on a specific tie. And it's a fun one. What is it? It's the bull tie. The bull tie, okay, so explain the tie to us, Fox. Okay, are you ready for me to blow your mind, Maya? Yes, sir. What is it? The bow tie is about tying your partner into, wait for it, a ball. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so you tie your partner into a ball. Yeah, so, you really um, do. How do you do that? Give us some, an idea of, of what that might look like. Okay, so there are several ways of doing that, clearly. Uh, one way I have used a lot, but definitely not the only one is to fold the limbs, so the two arms, the two legs, to tie them folded like so, and then to fold the limbs onto the person, him or herself, and tie all of that together, and then you get your ball. Okay. Um, so what's the, the difficulty level of that? I would say it's medium. It's not super beginner, but it's not super high risk either. Uh, with the caveat that if you're doing it the way I was talking about, with the limbs folded, you're going to have some rope on the upper arms. And Maya, we are careful of rope on the upper arms, aren't we? We certainly are, because why, that, why can, are we careful? that can give us a wrist drop and make our hands and arms stop working, which we are not keen on. No, but luckily we all listened to episode zero before attempting it, <laughs> so we're going to be good. Uh, well, at least we're going to be risk aware. Okay, so what's the hardest part of that particular tie? Uh, the hardest part is when you form your ball for it to hold together and be cohesive and not fall apart and actually be kind of spherical, if that's what we're going for, is maybe not as easy as it sounds because human beings are not like snow, <laughs> uh, and yeah, we just don't naturally roll into a very spherical ball, I found out. Okay, so for if people do uh, yoga, it's essentially child's uh, position, mm -hmm. upside down, I would say. Um, yes. And so sewing, sewing the bits together... Oh, what a nice expression, what a nice way to put it. It's exactly that. Like you're, you're kind of bringing all of those limbs together and mm -hmm. putting them into a knot. And doing that with the right amount of tightness, because if your ball is too loose, it's not going to be a ball, it's going to be a puddle. <laughs> I quite like uh, the idea of a puddle, but okay. Can, yes, be fun, okay. can be fun as well, but that's not what we're doing today. Today we're doing a ball. Okay, so um, talk to me, what about the different variations? So you've, you've talked about having the arms bent into themselves and the legs bent into themselves. Yes. Um, so what else can you do around it? You can definitely bring the knees to the chest and then have the arms 
wrapped around the legs. So imagine holding your tibias or having your wrists cross uh, behind your knees could also be one. Uh, upside of that one is you don't necessarily have rope on the upper arms and you could just secure the forearms of the wrist and then have the upper arms free of rope, which reduces your risk by a lot. You could potentially have um, a double column on your ankles and then a single column from each wrist to each ankle too, right? Yes, you could, but then you'd be a bit more pointy and a bit less baldy. <laughs> okay, what else might you have? Uh, one thing you can do or not do, depending on how you're using this and what your aims are, is wrap additional rope around the ball once you've formed the ball. So you can have just the person be the ball, or you can have the person be a framework, and then you make a rope ball around the person, like a rope bubble. Okay, which has the potential for a lot of extra rope being wrapped around, which yeah, is nice. Yeah, and you like that, don't you, Maya? I very do. I like all the rope. But I will say, my experience is that it can be quite challenging for riggers to tie spheres. Like yeah, head rope okay. is quite okay. hard, for example, uh, and this you, would be a similar thing. Are you thinking of your breasts in particular? Sir, no. I, no, I was thinking of head rope and that it oh. can be difficult for people to do head rope and I'm assuming that a person ball is a bit similar to head rope. Uh, no? It is and it isn't in the sense that as round as your person is, and some will be deliciously round and cuddly, I am sure, there are still some bits of anatomy you can fairly easily uh, hang rope. It's a poke out. Yeah, like hip bones and stuff like that. And if you know you're rigging, you're going to get that rope in those natural grooves and it's going to hold pretty well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So basically, it's anything that makes the body into a kind of sphere. Yeah, it's pretty much that, and keeps it there, if possible, because we like it when we're bondage. Actually, you know, like, bondages people, and they can just, like, get up and walk away. Yes, for sure. And what about suspension? Is this a suspension tie? Uh, we haven't done that yet, but we're definitely going to try very soon. <laughs> and so, I bet some, someone does it somewhere. Someone somewhere has done it, I am certain, but I just haven't seen it. And yeah. I look at a lot of rope photos, and you do too. I do. And so if neither of us remember seeing it, it's probably not super common. Less common, like, yeah, yeah. It's not being suspended from a TK with a leg up, if you catch my drift. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so um, what about the risks of this one? The risks of uh, this one, well, um, if you tie it very tight, it's can be a bit ouchy, potentially. So that's yeah. one thing to uh, think about. Yeah, and if you have your knees bent for a very long time, I speak as a bottom, mm -hmm. um, that can be difficult. So for me, kneeling is something that I do quite quite a lot of in our dynamic, and so I've got more practice on that. But I yeah. know that like five years ago, I would have struggled to stay with my knees bent for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, and then the neck. The neck is a thing. Yeah. So what can happen with the neck? Depending on how you position it in the bowl, uh, I happen to, for some reason, end up playing with a lot of uh, bottoms who have neck issues. And you would be one of them, Maya. I certainly would be, yeah. yeah. And so if the neck, for example, is bent forward with some tension on it, it can cause some uh, unpleasant stress on the cervical spine. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was having the ball, I would either want my head 
like out of the ball, I guess, and straight um, mm-hmm. in line with my spine, or I would need something like a hair tie to Maintain give me the support. support. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and the problem with the head out of the ball uh, approach is that when I then roll you down the hill, then you're <laughs> gonna bump your forehead on stuff. Yes, it's no longer no longer a ball. So actually, that brings us to some of the other risks of the ball tie. What what are they? Uh, if you're doing it dynamic which is you're moving your ball around once you've made your ball. Uh, you're rocking your ball, you're rolling your ball, which can be lots of fun. Then don't uh, roll your ball into furniture, because you will not <laughs> like that. Don't roll your ball off a cliff. Yes. Uh, or just don't don't rock your ball in a way that she's going to fall on his or her face, or just have something nasty happen to them yeah the rigger needs to i mean as always the rigger needs to pay attention but um on this one especially sometimes um bottoms will try and experiment in the rope and move in the rope and it's one way you can rock yourself over off the table yeah and if you're like me then you're likely to yeah you actually you actually end up doing that tie often like on a bed or on the race surface and then it's there's actually a meaningful risk of the person rolling off and it sounds funny when I say it but it's not in real life yeah you need to be careful yeah hey guys this is Fox coming in for a short break we really love making this rope podcast and sharing it with you sadly hosting a podcast isn't free far from it actually so if you like this podcast and you want to support us you can do so at ropepodcast.com you find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. So in terms of the um, the feeling of the tie, How I does think it it's feel, quite... Maya? You're, you're yeah, the person it's... being in the ball quite often, so... I am, oh. yeah. Um, do you so like being the ball? It depends a bit on the tightness. So I think this is a tie that has a lot of variability in terms of the feelings um so it's quite a simple tie on one level but it can be like very soft and gentle and feel like uh rope rope cuddles um if it's not too tight you can feel protected and comforted like held by the rope Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of one type of feeling um but it can also be much more uh seminar type rope if it's very squished it's very tight rope if you're like folded over yourself um, then that can definitely um, be more challenging in terms of being all squished up. So mm-hmm. it can give you, you know, quite different types of feeling in it. Yeah. So how how this is a tie that you use, um, not loads, but sometimes. So why do you use it and when do you use it? I use it quite often in the early stages of playing with someone because it's a tie that's interesting without being too challenging for the bottom in my experience and it interacts with areas of the body that most people are uh, okay with having touched mm, yeah so as a bit yeah as a bit of a starter i like it a lot and it actually flows naturally in my progression of introducing a new person to rope so that works well for me I would say it's probably step three of my uh, 
introducing a new person <laughs> to a program. Okay, and so what kind of scenes um, do you do with it? You can do, I can think of at least three very different types of scenes you can do with a bow tie. The first one would be a very chill, meditative scene. You can tie the person in the bowl, you can leave her in a bowl, and uh, it's a bit of a, you know, a fetal position, like a position that for most people is quite easy to relax in. And you can tie it in a way that it's not physically challenging, it's not hurty, it's not uncomfortable, and the person can feel very secure, and you can kind of cradle them up in your arms, and like be nice to them. And either like just let them bliss out or talk to them in a soft voice. So that that can be quite nice. That sounds lovely. Okay, so that's number one. What's number two? Uh, number two, I would be playing more with disorientation. So I would roll my ball around. Uh, pretty quickly, she wouldn't know which way is up, which way is left. She would lose all her reference points. And obviously, I would blindfold my ball in this case. Yeah, and you're strong enough that with some of the smaller balls, as it were, you can mm -hmm. even lift them up, which is kind of oh, amazing yeah. to watch. Yeah, and then I can uh, throw them into bowling pins. <laughs> okay, what's scene number three, scene type number three? Uh, three would be quite different from number one, and it would be a rough body play scene where mm. I shove my ball around, I can hit my ball from all kinds of different angles because I can roll them onto the front, onto their back, can use implements, especially the ass tends to be quite accessible in a ball tie. Indeed. I can kick the ball, that's always fun. Uh, if I do do that, I will be careful of some of the delicate areas that are being exposed and like be sure not to hit my ball in the face or in the neck or in places like that. But if you're good with rough body play and knowing how to use the right amount of force for the right part of the body, this can be tons of fun. Okay, and are there any um, types of scenes that are less good for it? Like, what would we not? Definitely include? the ball tie is not usually great for sexy times. Because if you've ever tried to have sex with a sphere, you soon find out it is not it is not very easy. There's, sex with a sphere. It's there's not a lot of access happening yeah, to the genitals or to the mouth or to the places you usually want to have intercourse with, so it's pretty awkward. So I would yeah. I would keep that one not, it's a nice non not for the tie. sexy times. And obviously you can do the tie part in the bowl and then unfurl your bowl and have sex with your former ball that has now been unfurled. But I wouldn't attempt to have sex during the ball time. Okay. So in terms of actual scenes that we've uh, used in, you said it's one of the ties that you do with new new people. So have you got mm -hmm. a couple of examples you could talk us through there? Uh, definitely. Recently, I have played with uh, two women in two separate instances who were more on the shy end of the spectrum, I would say. She didn't have a ton of uh, experience with rope and were looking for something non-sexual to start with, uh, which I was very happy to provide. And then what I would do, and that's the three steps I was referring to earlier, is I would start with a chest harness and ask them for feedback of how they feel and if they like it and if they want more and if they say they want more 
then I would uh, tie the limbs folded over themselves, as discussed previously. So what we call wing ties in the Bangkok scene, and depending on where you're from, you probably call it different names, but it's basically a single column around the wrist or ankle, or if you're a bit meaner like I am, you can even do it with a lark's head, which is just going to squeeze a bit tighter. And then you do wraps around your limb, folding it over, uh, and then you cinch. It's extremely easy. So that would be my step two. And then once again, I ask them for feedback. I ask them how they're feeling and if they want more. And if they still want more, then I would put them into the bowl and cradle them a bit and let them feel the bowl a bit and not move them around too much because newer people tend to already have a lot of intense sensations to process with their first rope experiences, and I don't want to add too much more on top of that. Okay, that sounds nice. Mm -hmm. um, and we've also tied a number of people together in this, yes, uh, we have. this tie. So how, how does it work when you have a rigger and, and a bunny, an assistant, whatever we call me? Uh, well, you, Maya, like to play with people in a more, I would say, playful, tender way. You like to pet the bottoms a bit while I, I tie them up and so you can yeah you get to play with the ball and those uh, were people where we were long-term partners with them and you probably had more of a connection we had more intimacy and so we were more playful like rolling them around and putting them in different um, positions and since it was the both of them playing with them we were very comfortable keeping them secure because it was actually two pairs of hands rolling the ball and moving her around and so we had very good control of the body we didn't really risk injuring them yeah and i can uh put the person's head in my lap while mm -hmm. you uh kind of stroke them like we can we can make it very rope cuddles yeah. with two of us and a ball um, yeah. which is very nice and which was fairly intense for um, both of those bottoms to both be restrained in that ball shape and have four hands running all over their body in a nice caressing way. Yeah, for sure. So that's all from us today at the Rogue Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So iTunes, Stitcher, and come find us on our FetLife page and maybe even come and support us um, by looking at rogpodcast.com. Yeah, and the best way to support us is to go on our Patreon page. And on Patreon, you can either make a one-time donation or you can give us a little bit of money every month. And in both cases, it's super appreciated because podcasts are expensive. And if you want more Rogue Podcasts, your financial support would be super helpful. <laughs> uh, if you would like to talk about a rope topic in particular or have a question answer you can also send us a message on FetLife and we will try to answer you in an upcoming episode thanks for listening and have fun tying